Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Create, Learn, Implement, aka CLI Podcast, where we talk about all things life and business. On today's episode, we have the lovely LaShondia Pounds, who is a home care business mentor. She gave us the tea, y'all, on the other side. So stay tuned for LaShondia Pounds. Calling all entrepreneurs, calling all entrepreneurs. If you have a business, want to start a business, or want to grow a business and increase your wealth, then you need to join my private Facebook group. Hit the link in the show notes to join. We're going to grow together, laugh together, and build that money. See you there. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome the lovely LaShondia Pounds to the podcast, a.k.a. Sean. So that's what I'm going to be calling her. Um, how are you? I am doing amazing today, and I'm so glad to be on this podcast. I'm so glad to be speaking to you and your audience today. How are you doing? How have you been this week? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's been a crazy week. And mm-hmm. um, I'm finally, I'm so happy we finally get to have our sit down, have our conversation. Um, and tell us a little bit more about Sean. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, growing up, people think that you know, maybe you have a silver spoon while you're able to start a business and be successful, but just kind of give them some background as to who you are, how you grew up. All right. Thank you. That's a great question. If I had a silver spoon, guys, my mom probably got it from the thrift store because <laughs> she is, she oh looks, okay. she still looks for those deals, right? Yeah. But, you know, you can find some great stuff there. So um, me, I am the youngest of seven children both from the same, you know, same parents, grew up in the heart of Washington, D.C. So I'm, I'm a, if you're from the DMV, as we call it, I grew up here. I wasn't um, imported here. <laughs> and um, so I grew up as the, you know, youngest of seven. Um, uh, thankfully, um, I was raised to, you know, know God. So that has taken me and my business very far. I appreciate my mom instilling that at a young age. And yeah. I went to local schools. Then I went to college. Again, I stayed here. Couldn't get away. I went to uh, American University, where initially I thought I wanted to be a journalist until I realized how much I had to write. So I, uh, thankfully, with the help of one of my, uh, with a dean, I changed my major to international business. And I've been in love with business and marketing all along. Um, You know, just fast forward, my first job out of college set me straight, you know, for where I am today because I work with stockbrokers. So I worked in a very fast paced and corporate environment where I had to really be creative, um, you know, attention to detail of getting people to pay attention to the products or services that you want to offer especially to affluent clients. Um, After I left there, I took a mental break. Um, Part of my story is that I am a survivor of a domestic violent relationship. And that pushed me into meeting my mentor, 
again, met her at church and she was a businesswoman and, you know, everybody knew about her because she was a big giver and she had a very successful business for a long time. And she kind of took me under her wing and where I was looking for my next, you know, step in life. Um, she said, I want to help you start your own business. And so that became my, you know, uh, basically, you know, helped me to get into business because as being the youngest of seven, I really wasn't told anything about business. I was told get a good job. You know, I didn't save for college. So thankfully I went to, my mom didn't save for college. So thankfully I went to college, but you know, her plan was for me to go into military and then they pay for it. So, you know, just, you know, just looking back, reflecting and there was a lot of my steps were really ordered so that I could be who I am today and without knowing what it was I was speaking a lot of things into existence too you know I I, I said you know I wasn't gonna have to worry about money back when I wanted to be a journalist and everybody told me journalists don't make any money yeah. so <laughs> um, I just you know I learned later that I was actually, you know, affirming some things. So that's a big, um, also a big part of my, you know, success that, you know, I see, you know, the, I see the glass half full, I'm not half empty. Um, as a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever you call yourself, yeah. you know, we're always looking to solve problems. We're like really good at that. Like that's a gift that I really feel like that's underrated that business owners, we solve problems. We're just natural problem solvers. And so for people who are currently a nine to fiver, if somebody is always coming to you saying, hey, how do you do this? Or blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You have a, you're, you're in the beta stage of becoming an entrepreneur because you solve problems easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, entrepreneurs are problem solvers. Mm-hmm. So well said I love that yeah so now I'm a mom of two I was going to say under three but I have a two and a half year old and a three and a half year old and I'm a wife and I love being a mom um I I I guess I'm kind of retired because I I haven't gone in the office in um uh, almost five years uh I you know basically built a seven figure business home in the home care industry um, from scratch with the help and you know support of a mentor back in 2006 and have been doing that been in that industry um, ever since ever since so that's a little bit of my backstory that's amazing so tell us a little bit about how you became the savvy business chick Aside from, you know, being approached by the, the lady at church, like how did the, how was that process for you? Oh, okay. That's another great question. So for my first, I would say six, six between my six year in business to my eighth year in business, I had a very viable business. We were making a lot of money. We had clients, but I didn't know how to be a CEO. Hmm. And so always say to my first business mentor or mentor, she helped me to be a business owner, but 
it, it wasn't until my second business uh, mentor that I learned how to be a CEO. Yeah. And, um, and hence, Savvy Business Chip was born. Because mm-hmm. I was at a conference and I was like, you know, again, I'm in this situation where people keep asking me, well, how did you start a home care business? Well, how do you start a business in general? Because some people just know that, knew that I was, you know, successful in started, starting a business. And they said, well, I have a business idea. You know, can you help me, you know, basically turn it into a business? Yeah. And so I was sitting at this conference and it was, um, it was a Christian conference or faith-based conference, but I was in this segment called the Millionaire Academy. Yeah. And during that segment, we, um, the, um, um, who ended up being my mentor now, uh, his name is Prophet, Prophet Uber Angel. He was telling me how to turn my knowledge into consultancy. Yeah. which I really hadn't thought about, you know, I was doing it, but I never really thought about like, okay, yeah, be a consultant. So, yeah. so then um, just instantly, boom, Savvy Business Chip was born, like the name and everything. And because, because of my, you know, previous, you know, skill set and education and marketing, I knew to grab that name ASAP. Right. And thankfully, you know, that was the era where you saw a lot of people, you know, say I'm the blah, blah chick, I'm the six yeah. figure chick. Yeah. And I was like, God, how is this name not taken? <laughs> True. And I guess it was waiting for me. So yeah. I grabbed it. I grabbed it across, across all platforms, platforms I didn't even know that I was going to use yet. And it was just waiting for me. So, <laughs> so, and then, um, you know, I just started, you know, pushing out content, you know, based upon, you know, things that I would normally, you know, say to people one-on-one because I was really used to just uh, mentoring people in person. So to take it online, yeah. you know, it definitely took me to I have to take some training, you know, to learn how to speak to masses who were in front of me and, um, you know, just the the, the word savvy right there was definitely something that um, I uh, tend to do regularly. I tend to give people practical tips of things that they can do to start yeah. their business. Things that's not going to cost you a whole lot of money because, you know, to be honest, when we get started, who has tons of money? You know, you only, you only get that if you're starting your second business or your third business and you're using that, you know, that revenue, that profit. to, you know, put into another business. But a lot of times when we get started, we don't have a plethora of income. So this is, this is how you can do it, you know, from scratch like me or with a little bit of money or, you know, using your nine to five um, income. So that's how that came to be um, with me, you know, becoming the savvy business shit. I love that. And seven figures in two years is pretty impressive, uh, you know. <laughs> so what yeah. would you say? Yeah, what would you say contributed to your massive income acceleration? So a lot of prayer. So my first mentor, like I said, that um, really was well known in the church I was attending. She all of a sudden was um, diagnosed with a terminal illness, and so at the time. 
um, I didn't have a car. So, you know, you have to trade, you know, when you have a mentor, you're either trading some kind, you're, you have to compensate that mentor some way, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, because it has to be worth their time, you know, because maybe they've done it before and that person has disappointed them, you know, yeah. um, and actually that was part of her story. She had tried to help a couple of people and, you know, they kind of wasted her time. So, um, Sorry, I then um, that was my alarm to remind me to do my afternoon affirmations. Sorry. <laughs> um, so fast forward. Um, so during our one-on-one sessions together, um, I would um, I would be learning how to run my business or learning how to develop the policies and procedures for you know a regulated home care business. But then, because I didn't have a car, you know, it got to be, she said, well, you know what? You can take my car when she had like a, a um, S500, as long as you pick me up and take me to prayer in the morning. And so she said she wanted me to do that. So I ended up having to go to prayer with her. And that, you know, I, I, I say that's definitely a part of my success because yeah. it was during that time that I received so many downloads. One in particular was that I got licensed much faster than I was supposed to be because during prayer, you know, God was like, well, skip over that. I know they said send that, but don't send it. And then I got approved. And then it was like, okay, this is then other times I would go like, this should be your marketing agenda today. Oh, well, that's kind of unorthodox. Yeah. So I would just, you know, take the lead from my prayer time and I would just do all of these innovative things. And so my first client was a 24 hour a day client, which is unheard of in, in our industry. Yeah. They paid me, they paid me $5,880 a week. I still remember that chat, which was pretty much $20,000 a month. That's back in 2007. Yeah. So, and I kept that client for nine, nine years. Wow. Basically until they passed on. Yeah. So they were an evergreen client and they helped me to basically duplicate success. You know, right. I'm a big component of duplicate the success. If you can do it once, you can do it twice. Absolutely. You know, and you and you make it even better. It's almost like making a cake. Like, okay, then the next time I know not to follow the instructions out, you know, all the way. They said only put a, a, um, a cup of sugar. I'm gonna put a cup and a half. Yeah. You know, so you know, we duplicate success and then we we sweeten we sweeten the deal. So that's that like literally I had to um show like my, my company taxes yeah. and write a letter on my company letterhead to show why when I bought my first house, a five bedroom home, mm -hmm. you know, under 30, uh, to show how my income had a, had exceeded so so much. Wow. Like I had to show that to the loan officer just to show yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, she can afford this. Look at her company. <laughs> yeah. And so then at that point they were like, well, why aren't you, you know, why went why aren't you, you know, applying for, you know, 
um, a higher loan. I was like, no, no, please, <laughs> you know, like this, this was great, you know, you know, to be a single person with a five bedroom home. Like I was like, I didn't need anything larger at that time. So, right. yeah, so exactly. that, that was it. And I did, I did have her wisdom, you know, to also guide me. So it was a great parallel. It was like, you know, you know, a, a great and witty idea, like to do something unorthodox. Like I got on social media before a lot of other home care agencies got on social media. Mm. They're like, people aren't on social media. They're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. And now, you know, you see them all over Facebook and you see them all over Instagram. So to do things before a lot of other people, I, I definitely feel like I picked up in her in her spirit she was a pioneer so I pioneered some things and you know when you do that you're going to see you know great results so um if I still have a letter that showed that I was at 3.3 million within 22 months so like it was like right under right. two years and then we had it also had stated that we were having, um, we were prospecting, well, we had four new prospects, you know, so we were probably going to hit like the three, the three million mark, you know, mm-hmm. shortly after that period. Yeah. And we just kept growing and I just became a, a big advocate of, if I heard no, that that wasn't a final answer. So that really helped me to, um, you know, push the company forward. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, we are, we are not really out of COVID, but more out of COVID than we were two years ago. Mm-hmm. So why do you believe now is a good time to start a home care uh, business? Oh, several reasons. I just did a blog on this, or mm-hmm. I had to have some people help me because I tend to like I'm really good on video or like like this where so a couple of reasons you know people that were in a nursing home or an assistant living their family members did not like that they couldn't see them they couldn't check up on them mm-hmm. and then you were hearing all of the the high um you know like uh the high rates of people who were in those centers having COVID yeah. so so you know the family members are probably like well at least they're they were home we can control how many people were coming in and out of either their home or their loved one's home so people um the family members who will be our clients you know they want to take their their freedom back they want them to you know grow old or you know have their care at home so there's a high amount of people that are making that decision they're withdrawing from the facility then according to the population you know there are you know someone in our in our nation turns 65 there's like between five to ten thousand people a day that turn 65 and that's only one population because my agency actually served pediatric clients yeah so you know so you have a mixture of you know um babies to toddlers to adolescents teens 
you have adults with disabilities, you have, then you have your seniors. They just, people, we just tend to focus on the seniors because it's one of the larger populations you know, available. So with that and that, um, you know, it's, it's not, I would not say it's the easiest um, business to start. Yeah. Um, um, it becomes easy as you get in and after you get licensed. Yeah. But um, you're making a difference, which is what most people who have the heart to start a home care agency want to do. They want to make some kind of difference in, in other people's lives. And then they're able to take control of their finances. Like they they have their true 401k plan, their true ret retirement plan, because they might get started with a nine to five, but this is their exit strategy. This is their success plan to, yeah. you know, just leave there and be running their agency or have somebody else running it for them. So that's why I really feel like it's a good time to start. Um, um, some states, you don't even need, you know, over, it's a low overhead. Yeah. You know, because now a lot of people are working from home. You can, you know, hire a couple of people, your accountant, your bookkeeper, they can work remotely. Before that wasn't as acceptable. You know, you want everybody in front of you, but now you have several staff members, several people that you don't, either have to employ full-time. So you have a lot of options now in this post-COVID world. Awesome, you are absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right about that. You, you, this is a field though, Sean, that I would say is very challenging. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> yeah, so, so do you think you have to be passionate about working in the industry to be, you know, to be in this industry? No. We okay. don't because to be honest, when I started, I knew nothing about home care. And my first mentor, the lady from my church, she's a registered nurse. So it made sense that she would want to start a home care agency because she's in she's in home care. She's in health care. Yeah. So it made sense. She's used to taking care of people. So for me to pick it up and grow it to you know what I grew what I grew into and to be um, as successful as I am that I learned me learning the business and learning how these different programs or learning how the caregivers or nurses are are really surprised um, supplying help to these families that's where I developed passion and empathy so I would say you need more empathy than you need passion. Right. Understood. Yeah. Because then here it is. Here's my entrepreneurial brain. Yeah. I, I'm now solving a problem. Yes. Oh, so these, these, uh, this population doesn't have X, Y, Z. Okay. Let me find, let me create a service for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me create a solution for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can get caught up in the business of, of, of business. So how do we ensure that we're putting the needs of, you know, those in our care first, uh, instead of getting caught up in the business, business aspect? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. So it, it's, it goes to how you, it goes back to your missions and your values. Yeah. So it goes back to your missions and your values. So if you hire caregivers or nurses that are reliable, that are trustworthy, that are caring, that are nurturing, that, um, you know, you know, are looking, that are respectful, then, and you let that be your anchor. Yeah. So those, those matter a lot when you're hiring and retaining than it does for, you know, a lot of times we create mission statements and vision statements. And I feel like we were just told to do that, but we don't really understand how that interconnects with who we are as a, as a company, as a business. Yeah. And that goes back to who are our people. When mm-hmm. I go to Chick-fil-A, I know I'm going to get a certain amount of, um, of customer experience, not even customer service. I'm going to get a whole experience that is embedded into the values. Yeah. And, and if I was to eat something, let me see, if I was going to eat um, maybe a Snickers bar, you know, they may have values and say, we, we only use um, sugar from blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. There may be a, a really good reason why. Yeah. We, we support farmers or blah, blah, blah. We only use peanuts from X, Y, Z. So it goes back to your values. And those values um, really add to the product or the service. And so it takes it beyond just making money mm-hmm. um, where you're providing, you know, a quality service that um, can be beneficial to uh, everyone that obtains it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Walk me through the must-haves for the healthcare business. Like, what do we need? And what are the things we can sidestep? One of them I know is liability insurance. We're going to need that for sure. Mm-hmm. So kind of walk me through some of the things we're going to need in this business. Sure. Each state is different. Yeah. Um, so one state might require that you have a physical um, or physical location that um, like that's like commercial, like an office space. And what another space may, another state may require, may allow you to uh, do it from your home. To be honest with you, for the first five, six years, I ran my agency out of my basement. You know why? None of my clients came to my office. Okay. Is this home care? I'm going to them. We're going to them. Yeah. True. So it allowed me to scale more because I was saving money on um, overhead. Yeah. So that's why, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have people come to my home. Fine. There are doctors that, you know, have practice in their home. So, so they have dentists that have practice at home. Yeah. There are tax people that have practices in their home. I can go down a list of, of different um professionals yeah they have offices at home why you know don't get caught up into you know you wanting to look professional and 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 actually being professional right, <laughs> right. Like, don't get caught up in the in the appearance 
and you're not, you know, actually being professional. So, yeah, so um, you definitely have to have policies and procedures. Like I tell people, even if you're in a non-regulated state and those states are like Michigan, Iowa, right now it's, as we're doing this recording, it's, it's Ohio, but that's supposed to be changing in Massachusetts. What that means is that there are no licensing requirements at this time for yeah. you to become a home care agency. You can just have a registered business and start providing services tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. But you should still have policies and procedures because you don't even know how to provide quality service. You don't know the steps to take to do a client mission, to mm -hmm. do your interview, um, you know, to screen caregivers. So you should have policies and procedures. That's a, that's a must have. Yeah, you should have your insurance. You should have your general liability insurance, professional liability. If you have a medical home care agency or home health care agency, yeah. um, you should be bonded. If you have, um, if you use homemakers and companions, you should have your insurances. Yeah, you should. Um, you know, initially, you should have um, uh, an attorney, not on retainer, but you should have them do, do your contracts. Yeah. Do your initial, pay that, that attorney, his or her fee to do your initial service agreement. I have, I have one that um, I sell with my policies and procedures. Yeah. But if you're, you know, standing on your own, have that person, you know, do that. Talk with your tax person. You don't necessarily have to talk with a CPA right away or an accountant right away and um, talk to them about, you know, tax savings for you because you're going to have employees. Yeah. What do you need to do? You know, say, you know, tell them, OK, I have five employees now. I'm planning on adding 25 more. Yeah. I think I'm going to be at 50. What do I need to do? Um, we uh, don't neglect the fact that your tax person is doing your personal taxes when they could be doing company taxes, corporate taxes for other their other clients. Yeah. Ask them a question. You can save yourself a lot of money asking them a question versus going to a CPA. Yeah. All right. So you need, and lastly, you need to have a really good marketing plan because if you get started, I, so many people contact me yeah. and they're licensed. They've worked with a consultant, not me. They've spent $10,000, $13,000 and they got licensed, but now they don't know how to run their business or they don't know how to get new clients. Yeah. So you do need to know how to get clients. Otherwise your business is not thriving. So tell me what's the benefit of having a home care business coach? Um, I like to consider myself a mentor more than a coach. Yeah. Um, but the benefit is that um, I, I, I can share with you my success from start to, to finish or, or now. Yeah. But you'll learn more from my mistakes and you'll learn more from me from avoiding my mistakes. But if you go on Google and you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the meat. You're just going to get the appetizer. You're not right. going to get the entree. You're just yeah. going to get the appetizer because yeah. it's only but so much 
that people put out there. Even myself, like I put out a lot of things, but then I might take it down and say, oh, this is only for my 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 mentees or my the people on my um Facebook membership group so um so you you're at a disadvantage that this is an industry that it's a lot um to learn and to know yeah and you may you don't know it all so there's different business coaches out there I've I either work with them or, you know, attempted to work with them. They're really good at their area. It could be that they're really good at their state and you will be successful if you work with them. They may be really good at marketing. They may be really good at, you know, recruitment for your caregivers and nurses. They're really, really good at a particular area and you should um, invest in your business to and you know, basically obtain one of them, even if it's not myself. Yeah. Because that's what I did. And when my first mentor, mentor um, passed away, I got myself another one. Yeah. I would never say I can do this on my own. No, people don't move up on their own. Even Oprah had a mentor. Right. Yeah. I mean, so who do we think we are? <laughs> yeah. Even Oprah had a mentor, and she, you know, she. We have no idea what Maya Angelou poured into Oprah. Yeah. That she needed. And if you work on one part of your, your life, it can definitely affect other areas of your life. Yeah, true. We don't know if her mentor was, uh, Oprah's mentor was, if she had one in college, if she had one at one of her, you know, sometimes we have bosses that see potential in us. They say, I don't want you staying here. Yeah. And, and they'll push you. Yeah. True. So, you know, you should definitely get yourself a mentor or coach that's going to push you to the next level. And so that will be my main benefit. So you don't stay, you don't stay where you, where you are now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we need a mentor. We need a mentor. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. Because even billionaires have mentors. That is so true. And, and, you, and you're a thousandaire. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's something to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, I'm sure you have a busy day with your family, being a mother, a wife, you know, a home, home care, you know, expert, I'm going to call you. <laughs> <Mentor. laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so what are these, what practices do you have in place to wind down, to calm your mind, to, you know, uh, practice um, gratitude? Like what practices do you have in place for yourself? Well, that's a good question. So I, because I am a busy mom, I have to wake up at the crack of dawn <laughs> just to have quiet time. Um, I'm normally a night owl but recently I've had to transition to the morning so I have that quiet time anywhere between 5 15 to 7 15 Mm -hmm. and um that can include anything from you know just doing a walk around my neighborhood um you know just reflecting yeah um you know drinking my cup of coffee I know Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to drink water first but I gotta drink coffee because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, um, 
I talk to my plants. I wouldn't say I'm a plant mom, but I do have like, you know, three, three little plant homies and I, <laughs> and I speak my affirmations to them mm. because um, I have like a money tree in my office and I'm like, I speak my money affirmations to that one, yeah. I speak, you know? And so I definitely do my devotions. I definitely have to, I have to include my prayer time because that was like, that was the secret sauce, yes. you know? And, um, and then, like I said, do my devotions. And then I, I might, I'm a mentor, but I also get mentored. So I have to see, I have to make time for whenever my mentor wants to have a session with me. Yeah. So, and, and make time for my husband. Guess what? I'm married. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they want to manifest a good relationship. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm married now. And let me go back to being busy. Now I got to make time for that. So um, that, and that helps me be creative. And then I act on those. I I feel like I'm a good executor. So I act on things um, immediately. If I have an idea, guess what? I'm pushing it out. Yeah. I'm pushing it out. I'm not waiting. And I think a lot of people, they wait for um, things to be perfect. Yeah. And we can't, we can't wait for things to be perfect. Look at, I'm at, I'm on, I'm, uh, iPhone 13. Yeah. Apple has no problem producing imperfect products that we buy <laughs> that we buy for a thousand dollars. True, true. So I, I had to get over my um perfectionism syndrome. Absolutely. Because that caused cause you to procrastinate. So I just I regularly check myself so I don't wreck myself. All right. And I, and I do that in the morning time, mostly. <laughs> so we have less than a minute. So tell us where we can find you if we are looking for you to mentor us, to uh, help us in our home care businesses. Give us all your links. Okay. So I am Savvy Business Chick on Instagram, Savvy Business Chick on TikTok, SavvyBusinessChick.com, Savvy Business Chick on YouTube. I have tons of free content available for you if you want to learn how to start your business and grow your business. And then I have a mentorship program where we work one-on-one together. And I would love for you to contact me about that. So. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, as all these things help to keep the podcast alive. Take care. Until next time.